Apu, you can take this job and restaff it. <laughs> Giddy up, Dad! <laughs> he slept, he stole, he was rude to the customers. Still, there goes the best damned employee a convenience store ever had. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore Facebook page and no homeless.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How you doing, man? Very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. That's good, man. Look, trying I, our new beers. Trying our new beers. Murray's Whale Ale. Anyone in Australia that's aware of that little microbrewery, I believe. Uh, it's a wheat beer from Port Stevens. And no, they are not an official sponsor. But if they would like to send some product and happen to be listening, then I will take it on board. I do like the logo. Just yeah, a, a whale. I was watching, uh, there was an ad for the Chris Hemsworth versus the whale movie, so that was in my mind, and then I saw the whale and went, well, it has to be. It has to be. It's meant to be. So today we're here to review Lisa's Pony. Lisa's Pony, and I want to get right into it this time, but yep. I am going to tease the listeners in that I have had a hell of a week. I've got three anecdotes for you to choose from, mm. and whatever we don't talk about will be discussed in future episodes. Don't panic. So it's but nothing to do in relation to this episode? Nothing at all to do with the episode, but okay. I'm going to give you the titles. Of, of what we've got. I want to choose one that we have to mention, okay? So, give okay. me three titles. So, you can choose between an engagement party gone wrong, mystery Airbnb, or feeling insecure at a party. Feeling insecure at a party. I want to hear that That's one. what you're going to go with? That's probably the least of the stories, but okay. So, that'll come... That's hard, hey, to, that's hard to teach people for. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'll give you a twofer. We'll go feeling insecure at a party, leading into one of the other two. Okay, sounds good. So that's good. what you guys have to look forward to after Lisa's Pony, which is a hell of a good episode. It's a lot better than what I remember it being. It's one of those episodes that if I see it's on, I'll go, eh, I don't like this one. I don't know why I had that in my head, but I went back and watched it. And I've got it. There's so many great moments, like famous moments that I didn't realize were in this episode. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, it's not that I'd forgotten the moments. I'd just forgotten that they were part of this. And as it was, this is probably the happiest surprise that I've found since yep. we've gone back to be reviewing them because it was the episode that I knew the least about. I genuinely felt like I was watching it for the first time again. Mm. If someone said to me, what, what happens in Lisa's Pony? All I could remember was... Lisa gets a pony, Lisa Homer le- can't afford the pony. Yeah, Lisa's upset with Homer, he buys her a pony, then he can't afford it. Yeah. That's it. Like, I've got here the dream sequence. Yeah, I forgot that that was, this in, it, that was in this as well. Yeah. Uh, um, the My Dingling. That, yeah. <laughs> scenes like that. I want you to play. <laughs> just little things like that completely forgot. Not forgot existed, like you said, but just couldn't place where they were. Mm. But yeah, fantastic episode. So, want to get straight into it? Yep, yep, fire away. Nothing else you want to mention before we get into it? Uh, should we thank some donors? Because we've forgotten to thank a couple. I don't know we normally do that later, but there's a few people that have donated. And the way we kind of worked out with recording and the interview, it's probably been like a couple of weeks since they actually put money in and we haven't got to it. Cameron Fordyce, is that how we're going to pronounce his name? F-O-R-D-Y-C-E. I do, uh, yeah, I think that's Fordyce. So, thank you for Cameron donating. Cameron Fordyce so Clay. Really do appreciate you donating, mate. And if you guys listening out there want to donate to the show... It is fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. Any money is much appreciated. Now, you said more than... You said others. Well, there was a, there was a major cock-up at Four Finger Discount HQ where we did miss a very, very important donor. Is she important, though? She's important to one of us, yeah, at me? the very least. <laughs> uh, you, and I'm fond of her as well. No, my wife. My wife decided to donate out of her own spending account. I was confused because I read it and I went, okay... 
what am I supposed to do with this money? <laughs> yeah, I know. Do I just I give like, it back to Mitch? Yeah. Like, what, what, I can't take any of this money. I felt bad taking it as well. But anyway, so thank you very much um, to the lovely Ashley Grinter. Ashley Grinter. I've Feels never weird. called her Ashley before. Yeah, no. Well, I've never called her Grinter before. I, st- <laughs> I still go by her maiden name. <laughs> what is her maiden name? Uh, let's what, not get into it. No. <laughs> so let's get into Lisa's Pony, though. So the original air date was November 7th, 1991. The chalkboard gag was... But bucks are not legal tender, and the couch gag was Homer gets there first and lies down. The rest of the family arrive and sit on him, and Homer flails his arms. You know what would be really good would be if you went to the Simpsons World at Universal Studios and you could trade in real money for Bart Bucks, because that's like a double reference. It's it's parodying their own thing about itchy and scratchy money, and ah, it's yeah. a super throwback to one of the more obscure things and that only hardcore fans would get but you would make like two or three people's day out of several thousand every day I was going to say how much would they have to buy it stock wise to make sure like uh, life savings worth as a minimum <laughs> no no but I mean the theme park like you said you, two or three people might buy that because I probably wouldn't bother buying maybe it. just have it as a commemorative thing so like for five bucks you can get a five dollar bark buck a dollar do. A dollar do. That'd be great. A Simpsons currency exchange yeah. where you could go buy different denominations of their fake money. You give one dollar, one Australian dollar for one dollar For one dollar do. Note. Oh my God. How are they not doing this? I oh, know, right? Can we make money off this somehow? Can we call contact Universal and but have it as, I don't know, can we be credited? Maybe we could set up a kiosk. We'll call Joe. We'll ask, we'll ask for Al Jean's phone number. Yeah, okay. Do you to give it to us? Uh, I'm sure he has it. Maybe we'll challenge him to a game of golf, and if we can successfully beat him, you're better than me at golf. Yep. I'll be your caddy. Okay. <laughs> this is going this nowhere. Is foolproof. This is never going to happen. Anyway, so a few facts about the episode before we get into it. I mentioned to you off the air that it was written by Al Jean and Mike Reese, yep. who were showrunners at the time. Apparently, the episode was written between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. every night after they had finished their 12 to 14 hour workday. Apparently, they were working 100 hours a week. Jesus. When, if they were asked to write an episode, they were working 100 hours a week. That's insane, man. Yeah, man. And they think that he's still a showrunner. Yeah. He must really love The Simpsons, Al Jean. (laughs) Can you imagine the pressure of working on that show, though, when it's written by the people in charge? Mm. Like, you'd feel Al Jean over your shoulder. Even if he wasn't physically there, you would just be like, I can't fuck this up. Like animator-wise and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're animating, you're directing. I feel like when it's the boss that hands it down. It's like at, at any job when your boss gives you a special task. You're like, I just need this time. Don't worry about it. Don't treat it as anything different, just in your own time. And if you take so much as 30 seconds longer than he thinks it should be in his own head, despite the fact that he didn't give you a deadline, you're fired. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you uh, finished that thing yet? But maybe it would be easy, though, because you would have Al Jean there guiding you through it. Mm. Because if it's written by somebody who's not always there... You've got to try and imagine what they wanted when they were writing it. Yeah, Algen- that's, that's part of the creative process, though. You've got more yeah. autonomy, whereas in this, you'd feel more pressured to, to deliver someone else's vision. Well, as Matt Schofield said in that interview with him, which you can find on the Four Finger Discount website, he is the one of the head animators. Like He's one of the top animators of yeah. The Simpsons. He was saying that now they're sort of, for example, Treehouse of Horror. They'll give them the theme and they'll just let them run wild with it. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool that... that after 27 years, they're still willing to give the, the animators the freedom. Yeah, it is. And yeah. one of the best ways to work if you're in a creative environment. Yeah. Now, apparently in the talent show scene, Lisa is lit up by a spotlight when she performs with a saxophone, as we all know. Mm. Now, after the episode came back from the animation studio in Korea, silly Koreans, the staff noticed that the Careful. light... They're testing long-range missiles. They don't don't have access to this podcast. Uh, The staff noticed that the light was coloured blue. 
making Lisa look like a Smurf, apparently. Okay. The scene, the scene had to be reanimated in the United States and the spotlight effect was reduced. So, quite often in the, in the early episodes, we get mistakes from the old Korean animators, don't we? Mm. Do, where do they get animated now? Do we still, ask, st- yeah, still we, you can find that on our Nikki Assortia. Yeah, I can't remember what Nikki podcast. said. Yeah. But yeah, the majority of it is packed up and shift, shipped off to Korea still. And second last fact we've got here, the woman who sells the pony to Homer. What are I, we going to call it? I was going to say, coincidentally, I would think that most of the Simpsons merch is also made in Korea. I wonder if the factories are side by side. They'd just be, you know, easy for shipping. Well, we'll find out. Where's this Homer Simpson made, do you think? Taiwan. In the Ford plant, the people that took your job. <laughs> uh, the woman who sells the pony to Homer is based on actress Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about Catherine Hepburn. Obviously, I know the name. Does she look oh, like I mean, her? Hep- Hepburn's one of the more famous. I think it's more about the, the voice, I think. Yeah. Um, Very tough. Yeah, yeah. Like it, You know, it's a weird thing. I haven't seen many Hepburn films, but what I have seen is The Aviator, in which Kate Blanchett plays a Hepburn. Oh, yeah. And I've seen Kevin Spacey do an impression of a Hepburn, and I feel like I know the Hepburn family pretty well, just based off those two things. Was this character meant to be a mean character? Because at the end when she says, although my face isn't changing, my heart's breaking. I think it's more that she's just an uptight, really strict character. She's not necessarily cruel, but she is a very exacting Almost like a drill sergeant type thing. Yeah, she does. She does care, but she just doesn't know how to show that she cares. Like you have no money. Okay, fine. Next. Yeah. yeah no. No emotion in that, in that way. Yeah. Uh, and she was voiced by Tress McNeil. Now you know Tress McNeil, don't you? Ah, yeah. Very famous. Um, What's voice his name? Actor of the what, what, what else has he done? <laughs> and this was the first appearance from Lunch Lady Doris, which caught me off guard because I could have sworn we'd seen her before, but it wasn't. It was the woman who voices Lunch Lady Doris, voiced uh, voice the Lionel nurse Hutt and Lionel Hutz is. Uh, Assistant. assistant, yeah, right. That is why... Because when you told me that as well, I was like, what? No. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. And she has grey hair in this episode, mm. not brown. So, let's get into it. So, it starts off with the parody of Dawn of Man sequence. The Dawn of Man sequence from the film 2001, A Space Odyssey. Which is uh, a film you know more about than I would. Yes, and it's a film that The Simpsons have parodied. In the audio commentary, there was a conversation about what have they done more between this and The Godfather. Um, and in this episode, we get both. We do too, And yeah, Citizen correct. Kane as well, actually, I suppose, is the other one that they, they do a hell of a lot of. Yeah. Apparently, with the um, with the Godfather scene, they used the same music, or very similar music, to when yeah. the horse is revealed in the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. And very similar camera shot as well, from like the establishing shot outside the house, and then you see Lisa in bed. Uh, but anyway, for the Dawn of Man sequence, so uh, have you seen 2001? I've seen the first 20 minutes or so of it. Okay. So, I've seen the So, you've seen this yeah, bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. So, the the basic gist of it, obviously, in the film is that the monolith is what kind of spurs the apes on to evolve into humanity. So, it appears and it kind of inspires them to uh, create weapons. They use bones to make weapons. Fire and, and stuff. Yeah. And then they... So, in the, in the Simpsons sequence, yeah, we see the wheel be invented. We see fire be invented. And then the joke is that the ape that looks like Homer invents lazing about. Basically. Is that what the relevance is? Because I, I, I obviously I know they transition, which apparently was very hard to animate. Silverman had a very a lot of difficulty animating the ape to look like Homer, but still oh, okay. make it look like an ape. Yeah, right. But is there in any way how does this fit into the episode, or is it just something they felt like doing? It doesn't fit into the episode. It's just a okay. funny segue to cut to Homer being asleep at work. Yeah, I just didn't know whether it had any relevance to a pony. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, I do like that theory that 
Homer is descendant directly from that ape. And yep. there's been a long line of sleepy, yeah. lazy men. Obviously, it cuts to Homer asleep at work. And Lisa calls him to say she needs a four and a half read for a talent show performance of the saxophone. The funny part about this was that Homer wasn't the first person she called. Not even close. No. <laughs> Homer was about the 11th person. After the nice man who got the snake out of the basement. Yeah. Oh, and after all those people, you thought of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's genuinely touched, which is the other thing that I really like. Now, this talent show... One question quickly, though. Where is Marge? That's the question I was going to ask as Mum's well. Mum's not home. Mum, Marge doesn't have a life. What's she doing? What, and what point did she call Homer? Because how much time transpires? Homer's still at work. Mm. Why is she at the talent show? Homer locks off at what, 5.30, I'm assuming? I assume. Why is she at the talent show by 5.30? I know it starts at 7, but... It's night time. Well, Homer's, Homer gets to Moe's by 5 to 8. So maybe he finishes a bit later than 5.30. But like you said, where's Marge at this point? I suppose there's mm. no mobile phones. So maybe she was on her way. No, On her way from where? Home on her way to the talent show. Why would Marge be on the way to the talent show without Lisa, who's in the talent show? Because maybe Lisa stayed after school. But she's calling from home, wasn't she? Was she? I thought she was calling. From, no, she's calling from school. Oh, she's okay. calling from the talent show. All yeah. right. Well, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we're not the only people Thrilling that had that question. to get here on Four Finger Discount. Enthralling. So uh, the talent show, as I was going to say, Skinner here in this episode, I feel, is really starting to develop as a character. He gets a lot more lines. Yep. And kind of you see that level of contempt that he has for the children he has a, a lot of good sort of side comments here too for example um my favorite one's a little bit later but i liked here where he says uh i'd like to point out that the doors are now locked so you parents can't sneak out of the show after your own child is performed oh and let me caution the people in the first five rows you will get wet and obviously homer hasn't arrived yet marge is still looking around and she's starting to worry that lisa's not going to get a read in time yep very unorganized by lisa it seems pretty freaking important. Well, I just assume that it broke late. Yeah, okay. Give it the benefit of the doubt, yeah. as you would. Yeah. Uh, so Homer is expected to go get it. He says he will. Goes to Moe's, makes the very, very selfish decision to Pull, go to Moe's yeah, first. Pulls out of the front with King Toots next to Moe's, sign on the door saying that it's open until 8 o'clock. Has a look at his watch, 5 to 8. Mm, and he like, goes through a real internal kind of dilemma yeah. of what to do. Decides to run into Moe's. And then you get great back and forth between Homer yeah. and Moe's. <laughs> Hurry, Mo, hurry. I've only got five minutes till the music store closes. Well, why don't you go there first? Hey, do I tell you how to do your job? Sorry, Homer. You know, if you tip the glass, there won't be so much foam on top. Sorry, Homer. This is where it cuts to my favorite side comment from Skinner in the talent show. Cuts to Kim bouncing on the chairs. Mm. And he says that uh, you need to return her to the cafeteria, Kim. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Just really, really funny. That's exactly what a principal would be thinking. My favorite of his lines, and it's a, it's a little bit later again, is the... Um just oh, awful. They get worse every year. And then on stage, oh, wow. They just keep getting better every year. Yeah. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> so this is also where we get the debut of Lunch Lady Doris. She's watching and she's saying As a how, judge, not just watching. Yeah, she's one of the yeah, judges. She's one of the Celebrity with, judge. With Bleeding Gums and Willie, I believe. Yeah. And she's just saying how uneventful this is. This dude's balancing like 15 chairs. Yeah. Not uneventful at it's all. just getting nothing from her. Yeah. The, it's almost like they set the prototype, though. For oh, I'm sure there would have talent shows on TV. I, in fact, I know there had been talent shows on TV. But they cut to the judges for their little lines the exact same way. Shows like Australia's Got Talent or X Factor or whatever it might be will cut to judges for their little zinger. Fake facial the expressions acts. or something. Mm. Yeah. Or the, the way they sort of wind up and slam the, the big golden button. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to Las Vegas. Uh, so Homer realizes that King Toots closed early, so he made the fatal decision of going to Moe's first. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to get the four and a half read. 
Cuts back to the talent show. Milhouse is playing with the spoons, and this is where we get your comment from Skinner, where, yeah. the, where he backtracks on what he says. Hilarious. Now, uh, that was based on one of the writers of the episode, I believe. So, as much as it's the written spoons by... spoons bit? Or yeah, 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 yeah. As much as it's written by Alan Mike, because there's still a writing staff yeah. that they would run through. Um, but yeah, apparently one of their friends did play the spoons in a talent show in college, kind of as a piss take, and it, it just, it went off. Like, the whole auditorium <laughs> loved it. <laughs> One of those you feel so sorry for him, you have to like it, or it's just so no, expected you like it. I, I think it was part of that, just really getting behind him for making a mockery. This guy's got balls. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so he cuts back to Moe's and the what's it, is it Gerald? Is that the guy that runs the music store? Anyway, his name escapes me. Uh, Moe has to convince him to open up again. Remember that time I pulled you and your wife out of that burning car? Well, now we're even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, there's a classic foot and mouth from Homer. Like the moron next door closed. I happen to be that moron. <laughs> so, it uh, cuts back to the talent show and we get the My Dingaling song. My Dingaling, My Dingaling, I want you to play with My Dingaling. This act is over. And, of course, in amongst everything, we get the most important of the acts, outside of Lisa's, being Bart's, uh, Bart Simpson's The Boy of a Thousand Voices. Yeah. I think it was. His impersonation of Skinner, not very good. No, but that's kind of the joke. Yeah. Again, yeah. like, it's just a boy of, like, you know, I'll be, oh, I'm Principal yeah. Skinner. <laughs> Massive laughs from the kids. Yeah, the kids Not a it. single reaction from the, <laughs> from the adults, but, you know, this playing purely to the kids. And then his Lunch Lady Doris routine. Hey, it's Lunch Lady Doris. I wonder what she's got for us today. Today's special is refried dog poop. <laughs> and Pleader Gubbs Murphy just, <laughs> just jots down a ten. ten. <laughs> and uh, Skinner, again, like we get a great line from Skinner of like, he'll be the boy of a thousand days detention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Like, yeah. that's a really quick line to yeah. Skinner. <laughs> Homer gets the read eventually. He mm. has it written down in the back of his foot. I love the way, by the way, it, I, I really love a few things about what Homer does here. Firstly, I love that he takes the note on his shoe, shoe yeah. four places. Back of his shoe. Yeah. But I shoe. love the way he remembers what instrument she has. Yeah. It's like, um, oboe? No. Uh, saxophone? Uh, wait, what was that last one? Saxophone. Lisa, stop playing that damn... Saxophone! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's like muscle memory for him. Yeah. That's the only way that he could... It's like in Saving Private Ryan, when Tom Hanks is explaining to Matt Damon that if you want to remember your brothers, you, you don't try to picture their face, try to picture the situation that they were in, and yeah. that's how you remember them. That's exactly what Homer does, just in a you know, slightly more evil way. Well, it's like when you uh, remember a phone number, you have to say it in a certain way. So, like... We always say the first four digits first for a mobile. A lot of people do, yeah. And if you and someone's if someone says to me like my number's oh four two five, I'm like blah, 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 blah. stop yeah, for a second. Yeah, hold on, I can't deal with that. You, you only said three numbers. Yeah, I know, I'm going to get to them all. It's like no, 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 that's yeah. not how it works. Or a lot of a lot of the time, say my internet banking logon, I need to be looking at a keyboard. Really? I, I almost need to have my fingers over the keyboard. I remember where my hands go more than I remember what the numbers are. Okay, yeah. Even with the with the alphabet, we just know how we sing it. That's how we know the letters. Um, when you're a kid, obviously. Well, I have a confession to make. What's that? I haven't fully mastered that one yet. No? No. Why? A, B, D, C. Uh, it's, <laughs> let's not get into it here, but there are some deep-seated issues. Oh, I'm sorry I brought it up. Hopefully by season four, I'll have had that one down pat. Yes. So Homer gets the read, but unfortunately he's too late and he has the funny line of, I'm glad that's not my kid. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hate to be that kid's father. <laughs> Why don't Lisa just say, look, I can't play? I can't, yeah. Why embarrass herself like that? Yeah. She knew it wasn't going to work. Why do it? I suppose, obviously, it makes the episode work. Well, yeah, that does need to happen. But That's, come on, Lisa. You feel really bad for her. Oh, you man. kind of give her the emotional investment. And in you it. feel bad for Marge. Because imagine if that was your child embarrassing yourself up on stage like that. Mm. And no one no one cuts her a break. 
Everyone's just booing her. It's like... Yeah. And it's Skinner. Oh, yes. It's the reed. It's the reed. <laughs> Hands up. Give it up for Lisa and her wacky sax. The song that she was going to play, by the way, um, I didn't write down what it was, but if you're watching the episode... Yeah. Um, it, I I looked it up on YouTube. It's a very beautiful saxophone solo. I have to check it out. And the other Nick act, Little learned how to play it. The other act that we forgot to mention, by the way, that I really laughed at was Sherry and Terry just throwing knives at each yes. other on the spinning wheel. Full on dangerous. Fantastic yeah, fantastic for a kids act. Yeah. I again back to Skinner because he just had so much great in this. I love the condescension when he just walks up to her. He's like, "That'll do." <laughs> <laughs> Skinner's not a, a dick. But I don't know. Sometimes he has lines like that and make you think, why is he a teacher? Yeah. But that's a moment of just, you need to stop this. Yeah. It's not doing anyone any favours. <laughs> he pulled the gun out. He just shot her. He's <laughs> <laughs> gun in the back of the head. So Lisa doesn't forgive Homer for what he's done. He buys her that giant ice cream. She takes one bite. Unfull. The, what was the Mount Ballyache. Mount Ballyache. Is yeah. that what it's called? Oh, cost, that cost $88. $88. Yeah. That was going to be another trivia question. <laughs> but yeah. So Lisa doesn't forgive him. And Homer's just really upset by this. Thinks, what, what, why does she hate me so much? I don't understand. Mm. Marge shows him the baby tape. And my God, are they sad. Oh, man. I felt terrible. Like, yeah. when she's saying, Dada? Yeah. Dada? And he just doesn't care. D- it gives her nothing. Yeah. It's like, the, at least his first steps. You're taping it? Yes. I'll watch it later. Yeah. Like, it's, it's even the... Moves when, her out of the way. When he moves her out of the way. Or I think maybe it's... I think it is when he moves her out of the way. It's the... Oh. Yeah. The, the disappointment. really sad. Like, for, you, you get that thing that all she wants to do is impress her father. Yeah. And, and he just doesn't care. It's, it's it's a beautiful scene to have included to show, you know, again, it's it's kind of going for a mushy sentimentality, but that's the shit that I eat up when I'm yeah. watching this show. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I love that they do that because it does give more emotional impact to, to Homer finally getting her adoration. Yeah. Sorry, not getting her adoration, but finally, you know, being able to be looked up to and not disappointing her. Did you notice how much it makes the episode seem dated, by the way, when it's they played it on a beta tape or a beta tape? Oh, I didn't even notice that it was a beta tape. Yeah, it said beta on the on the player. Ah, wow. Well, the Simpsons went the wrong way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if if we go back to like 2009, will we find them watching an HD uh, DVD? Possibly. Like the um, is that what that what is that what they were? HD DVDs. H- yeah. yeah, HD and Blu-ray. And, uh, was it Sony put them out of business? I think porn put them out of business. Porn did, According yeah, to Tropic yeah, Thunder, that's yeah, the way it was. That was porn, yeah, because porn chose Porn Blu-ray. adopted Blu-ray. Whatever porn adopts, porn is what porn, wins. Porn went with VHS over beta. Why aren't we in porn? So much more money in porn than doing podcasting. You mean like together? Or what else? Is that what we're assuming? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Just went up about five degrees. <laughs> open the window, sir. Open the window. <laughs> so Marge suggests to Homer that they spent, he spent some time with Lisa. And we get the really funny montage. My favorite part is probably a toss-up between the swing set where she just doesn't come back. <laughs> but did you notice with the where he was the hairdryer in her face? Same as when he does it to Bart. When he does it to Bart, yeah. yeah. And what episode was that? Was that Bart the General when he was Yeah, uh, when he was crying, yeah. I think, yeah, similar yeah. to that. It was a really great animation callback. Yeah. And still really funny as well. Do you think Matt Grain though would have liked that because it's very, very wacky and cartoony? Well, they'd already done it once. Yeah. So Do you think they were doing it as a throwback? They would have to have been. It was home, I would I guess. think so. Same was, room, same it everything. Was everything identical, yeah. yeah. Um, so Homer basically doesn't know what to do. Whatever he's trying, it's just not working. They're laying in bed with Mar- he's laying in bed with Marge. Now there's a line here that I don't think would pass anymore. Is this the, the line fruity. about turning fruity? Yeah, it was like if I keep doing girl stuff, I'll go, you know, fruity. Mm. It just, it's just sort of glossed over. I'm just thought, yeah, I don't think you get away with that now. You probably wouldn't. People are it makes him seem very homophobic, which yeah. is something that people would just I mean, jump all over now. Yeah, yeah. There, there's more sensitivity to it. 
the thing is, it's not meant in any way to be offensive, so I don't see that there's a problem with it. But, but a lot of the time, racism isn't meant to be offensive. It just is. Yeah, I know. I, I well, mean, you, you know, not racism, racism, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I do know what you mean. That it's it's, but and that's kind of the thing. People are more aware of the sensitivities of of the homosexual community now. Yeah. Whereas in 1992, that just would have gotten a laugh from an awful lot of people. Whereas now you would have in the back of your head of like, oh, I don't know if I should be laughing at that. Yeah, well, that's exactly how I felt. I thought back then it would have been acceptable. This is just a normal joke on television. Hmm. But now it's just, yeah. It's I just know, Seinfeld had an entire episode about that, uh, about Jerry and George being confused for being gay. And the whole thing was about, and again, though they do that in such a way that it's not offensive at all because, you know, it's the genius of Seinfeld. But yeah, but yeah like you, I well, don't everyone still think... uses that line today. Not that there's anything wrong with yeah, that. <laughs> but I don't think in 2016 another show would be able to do a thing where the two main characters are concerned about appearing to be gay. Because it shouldn't even have to be a thing now. No. So Homer comes up with the idea of, I'm going to buy a pony. Marge says, we After don't... Marge has said not to go with a quick fix. Yes. And then he turns around with, no, that quick fix idea you had, that's the way. I kind of felt sorry for Marge throughout this episode in the sense that she just had to put up with Homer. Homer did not listen to her one iota. No. He, she was saying, we can't afford this. You don't, Just don't do this. Please no. don't do this. Re- did it anyway. Reminded me so much of my own marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the bit. <laughs> Promise me you won't. Mm. What did you say? Bah. <laughs> yeah, that's Stunt. not Stunt. And then the Cheshire cat grin. Yeah. <laughs> I was in tears on the couch. Ash was next to me, just glaring at me, going, You're only laughing because that's what you would do. <laughs> I would love to any listeners out there, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Have you ever used fake words or just anything where <laughs> your wife knows you're going to do it anyway and you just have this little giddy excitement because you know, no matter what she says, I'm going to do it. I don't care. Yeah. I'd love to hear your story. Uh, what, my, what have you gone out and bought or what have you done? My favorite times in any relationship. Because it's not like awful stuff. It's not like, you know, don't go see a prostitute and you say, bah, and then you go see a prostitute. Is that really that bad like that, <laughs> Well, male ones, but like that's because <laughs> people will think you're fruity. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> but no, like, you know, but, but just little things like, you know, maybe it's buying a new digital camera. Or, or whatever it might or be. Or a 78-inch curved television. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just little things. See, Probably not from our own lives. <laughs> I, I planted the seeds, right? I have a friend, just quickly, at, works at JB Hi-Fi. He said to me, in two weeks, we're having a 50 months interest-free sale on televisions. Genius. I said, I said to Nicola, okay, let's have a deal. I'll wait till Ford closes, then I'll get my television. Mm. But, but, if they have a 50 months interest-free sale before ah. the footy season starts, we'll get one. How specific? Nicola goes... <laughs> Yeah, okay, no worries. I go to town. I come back. Guess what, JB? High five, God. <laughs> she gives, she's like, damn it. It's like uh, a story that I remember ages ago of a guy who um, was asking permission for months to buy a boat from his wife. He's like, can I buy a Ooh, boat? A can I investment. buy a boat? Can I buy a boat? And was just working, working, chipping away until eventually she relented and went, ah, oh, finally. His son was really excited. It's like, can we go shopping for the boat now? And he said, I bought that boat three months ago. It's been behind the garage. <laughs> it's <laughs> really? been waiting for permission. <laughs> That's awesome. It was on sale. <laughs> so, cut back to the pet shop scene now. This yep. is a and for an insight to the way Four Finger Discount works, by the way, yeah. and, and the way Dando researches, it's meticulous. I came in tonight and he says to me, hold on, um, I'm looking through my notes. There's 90 seconds of the show that's unaccounted for. I've got to go back and watch it. <laughs> there's literally, I'm like, there's scenes missing here. I want to make sure we don't gloss over everything because we're at the point now where people will critique us if we miss a certain joke. That's true. It doesn't bother me because I know it means you guys care, but come on, cut us a break. This is for free, goddammit. <laughs> so we've got the pet shop scene. Now, and you, we get you can semi-wise guy voice. It's the sarcastic guy, but it's not 
It is him. He's got the mustache and everything, man. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, the, as you pointed out that the voice is slightly off. Yeah, I don't know whether it's the same person. Yeah, but but because the wise guy or sarcastic guy voice comes back so often, it doesn't phase me too much that it's wrong. No, nah, like nah. it's just you know it doesn't matter. But it's it is that you know great moment of uh, do you sell ponies and points him over towards a Scottish deerhound. Yeah, like, it, again, you get like Homer being a little bit illiterate. Scottish deerhound. Hey, this is a dog. He couldn't just look at it and know that it's a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, my friend, you're more uh, you're smarter than I gave you credit for. What about the um what's that smell? Oh, it's you. <laughs> but then he suggests he goes to the horse stables right by the rendering plant. Mm-hmm. And you and I didn't know what rendering was, did well, we? We, we knew could, it was a joke. We we both had a fair idea. Yes. Which was where ponies are probably going to get turned into glue or dog food or other bad things. And it turned out, yeah, something that... you Just don't Google it. Yeah, don't look it up. Don't look it up. It will ruin you. Oh, okay, so... Yeah, we, how we get- hard it was to turn around and try to be funny after that. Oh, d- <laughs> I was going to say, do you know how many people are going to listen to this? Go and Google it anyway. And then, and then blame us. And then blame us and say, oh, why would you guys tell me to do it? We didn't. No. How, how many Tub Girl messages did we get <laughs> after that damn audio commentary? Anyway, yeah. don't, 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 don't Google Tub Girl. Just don't do it. No, but if you have to choose between Googling Tub Girl and Googling the rendering farm, Google Tub Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if you're underage. Or if you're an animal no. lover. If you're an animal lover. <laughs> if you're an animal lover. Yeah. Oh. What? I just that you were going to make a terrible joke then, weren't you? No, it was just that I had Tub Girl flash so hard into my brain that I had to phys- I had to verbally push it out. You looked that, excited. That, that that was the sound of me going, "Oh, just <laughs> okay, go away." <laughs> so Homer goes to the stable, but he just simply can't afford a pony. I think it's half a million dollars for the one that she. Chose yes, him. the original one that he'd had a look at was half a million dollars, which is a rather princely sum for a horse. He has the question. By the way, speaking of Prince. Shout out to uh, Prince, who we lost this week, unfortunately. Mm. Terrible, terrible news. was awful news, but it gives good reason to go back and watch Kevin Smith talking about Prince for about half an hour on YouTube. Good? Uh, hilarious. Okay, check it out, guys. So, he says, Homer has the funny line, isn't there a pound for cheap homies that <laughs> ran away from home? I sincerely hope not. He goes, I'm going to let you do the next thing because I know how much you like it. He goes to the power plant to get an employee loan. Yeah, he does. And basically, uh, Mr. Burns is running a loan shark out of his own payroll office. <laughs> I love. And like, he comes across like, oh, no, I'm not doing this financial game. This is more of a hobby of mine. Yeah. Tell me, how familiar are you with our state stringent usury laws? Usury? Oh, silly me. I must have made up a word that doesn't exist. <laughs> Anywho. Now, um, for people that aren't aware, and I imagine there would be a lot of them because I work in banking and I didn't even know, usury laws are the laws that govern the uh, lending of loans at exorbitant interest rates. Yep. So, yeah. I learned that when we got our mortgage. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Because Nicola taught me that word. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. See, in Australia, it's not a word that's used very often. No. If, if at all. Um, that's not to say that we have crazy high interest they rates. They must use it in accountancy because Nicola was an accountant, obviously. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. must be. So, he wants, wants $5,000, which I thought... $5,000, is it really that much money? I don't know he needs it in cash. Mm. It just doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal where... How many hours does Homer have to work to get $5,000? Yeah, true. Um, wow. Like for the next reckon th- like a month? But they say for, like, for the next 30 years to pay off the $5,000. Or he says, how long does a pony live for? 30 years? Dole. But like, Yeah, but that's not... It's not just the five grand though. It's all the running costs. That of is pony. true. Yeah, and the stable costs. Got to feed the thing. Yep, the stable. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to where he's getting the loan before he signs it. I just love as he's about to sign it. Mr. Burns is just evil laugh. Yeah, and then don't Smith- mind me. And then Smithers not coming to the party. Like I was just laughing at something funny. Smithers, I didn't do anything funny, sir. <laughs> like, Shut up. <laughs> that was just amazing. Like if you've ever, 
I, I, don't know, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but whenever you've needed a friend to step in and just help you out with a lie and they've just given you nothing. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. How many times have we run through this? It's also the fact that Smithers is the ultimate yes man. Yeah, it's one of the only but times you ever see him not go along with Mr. Yeah, Burns. exactly. So Homer goes and buys the pony. This is the point in the episode for, for me for about two minutes it gets a bit absurd. It's just a bit too cartoony. Him shoving the horse yeah. into the car. Just, Mr. Simpson, are you sure you know how to look after a pony? Yeah. I know it's funny. It's a funny visual, but in all seriousness, it's never going to happen. Still, Well, of course not, but I don't care. Yeah. It, it made me laugh yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Simpson, you genius. Yeah. And then we get to the Godfather parody. Godfather pa- yeah. parody, yeah. Where there's a pony just laying in the bed with her. Somebody yeah. got a pony in the bed with her knowing. Yeah. <laughs> It's a funny visual though. Great scream yeah. as well from Lisa. Really blood curdling scream. Yeah, like she's terrified. Mm. Would you be terrified if you wake up next to a horse? Um, Don't make a bad joke here because you get in trouble. I probably just shouldn't say yeah. anything. <laughs> Good option. My mother always said, if you can't say something that doesn't involve bestiality, don't say anything yes. at all. Homo, I've got here, was a terrible husband. He should not have bought the pony. <laughs> Marge explained why they shouldn't buy the pony. Pleaded, please don't buy the pony. He goes and buys it anyway. But I love that his turnaround is, sounds like somebody's angling for a pony of their own. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Lisa introducing the pony to the to Snowball and Santa's little helper. Yes. Please don't judge her because she's different. different yeah. Amazing. I did like here that Bart complains and Homer says, you don't get a pony because I know you love me. You love me, so you, you don't squat. get the squat. <laughs> Really, really funny. It's, it was like another, well, T-S kind of moment yeah. where he just gives Bart nothing. Yeah. Homer clearly has no plan as to how they're going to look after the pony. It's mm. just, she's got a pony. She's happy. She's going to love me. That's all that matters. Mm. Oh, holy God. Best line of the episode is in this scene as well. Yeah. When he's talking about the plans for, her, you know, rather than stabling the horse, the plans for how he's going to keep it. Mm-hmm. That it would... um. By day, it'll roam free around the neighborhood, and at night, it'll nestle snugly between the cars in our garage. Dad, no! That's illegal! That's for the courts to decide. I love He's so out of it. And even in his own head, he knows that he'll go to court about it. <laughs> and he'll challenge it. Exactly. <laughs> it's worth the fight. It's worth the chance. Uh, but And it's in the... Um, in the Costing of this, it's five hundred and thirty dollars a month for the stabling. Is that so, what it is? Yeah. Yep. So that's what, like, five hundred and thirty bucks a month is a fair whack out of the average family's budget. And that's where we get the enunciation gag that you've mentioned. It's one of the things that you remember from the episode as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm teaching your father. Know, yeah. Plus, at no extra charge, enunciation. Plus, I'm teaching your daughter riding, grooming, and at no extra charge, pronunciation. Father, you made me the happiest girl who ever lived. Oh, nuts. Like, they sell that as, you've made me the happiest girl that ever lived. So, Homer can't renege by that point. Yeah. Because the whole thing is to make Lisa happy. And he's done that. So, how can he take it away from her? And throughout the episode, you, f- you sort of feel like Homer starting to resent her love. Because in, in order to get her love... <laughs> when's she going to stop loving me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's more just exhaustion than anything. But I, I, this is where you see that Homer was always well-intentioned and he always loved her. Yeah. So, it cuts back from the commercial and Bart and Grandpa are playing a video game. Now, I, this sort of went nowhere. Yeah, and I liked it though. Yeah. Because it's not even really that it was that funny, although Ash did have a laugh when we were watching it, but it was just a nice moment, like a nice bit of filler time to show some genuine grandson to grandfather bonding. I think we've all done that. 
was an, an elder of our family. Might not be grandpa, might be uncle or something. Who yeah. has no idea how to play video games. Yeah. And you're trying to explain to him. And as a kid, you don't understand why they don't know what to do. I remember playing a very, very basic golf game on MS-DOS with my grandfather. Yeah. And yeah, like it, it was, you know, they were they were really sweet childhood memories for me. I like <laughs> grandpa's, I thought I was this guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Lisa walks up and says, I've got something for you, dad. Gives Homer a kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was hoping it was money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marge is doing the finances in the kitchen and she realises that... She's got the old accounting yeah. like, pullback. Yeah. Not going well. She's she's a responsible one in mm. the situation. Homer's- and I love Homer's way to cut back on money. We're always buying vaccinations for Maggie for diseases she doesn't even have. He's, just, he's so selfish in the scene. Well, we're going to have to give up beer. Pff, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so Marge then puts the responsibility on Homer. If you want to keep this pony, it's up to you to make some money. Mm. Cuts to Lisa spending time with the pony in the mm. stable. Oh, the salt lick. Yeah, and the salt lick, yeah. Num, and num, nice salt, nice salt lick. Little scenes like that make the ending when she has to give the pony up so much more impactful. Yeah, that she's got an actual bond with the thing. It's not just an object to her. It's, it's a, a friend. Lo- it's a loved one. It it's is a, a friend. friend. Yeah. And Homer then goes to cheat a poo with a scratchy. Very funny scene. I'll let you go for it. Almost entirely ad-libbed as well between Dan and Hank this scene. Yeah, I didn't Which know Which I really, really liked. And I really liked, given that it was ad-libbed, some of the little bits of dialogue that, Hank included like please to be removing your thumb yeah. so like you know and it, it is like you know when particularly with England uh, with Indians using English as a second language that they do sometimes get the syntax a little bit wrong like often you'll rather than you know do not you just might, Indians all anybody anybody but like Indians do that they'll throw a two in there okay. or a B so like rather than do you mind holding if you're on the phone to them it would be please be on hold while I do this yeah so, you know it was just a it was a really authentic little thing that he threw in yeah and I love when any actors can improvise in character like that and not like because they're the little things that you that an amateur actor would fuck up and these are the things that just highlight how great they are and their chemistry back and forth is amazing in this little moment if, um, I just need to say you're ripping it and like, yeah. like oh, a cherry it reminds me of a canary yeah <laughs> Mr. Simpson did they improvise the line where he says if you wanted the money you should have shoved the gun in my lips probably that's cool in my ribs I think it was oh ribs is up yeah. said lips yeah. just in his mouth I need money well, if you need money, you should have at least jammed a gun in my ribs. Or better yet, you could inquire about my help wanted sign. He takes a job and Apu has a great little moment of, Huh, I always dreamed for the day where one of you would work for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of as much as you always see him loving his job and he's, he's always there, he's always working at the Quickie Mart, you do get this bit of him resenting everyone in Springfield as well. Yeah. That's his first release that he gets to tell someone else what to do, probably for the first time in his life. I'm sure a lot of 7-Eleven workers would feel the same. I imagine they would. Because <laughs> we're dicks. We're awful. And yeah. 7-Eleven is not necessarily a place that you're always going to be at sober. No, exactly right. So, it cuts back to another scene of Lisa riding the horse. I think they throw these in just to remind you why Homer's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Just show, keep showing you Lisa with the horse. Okay, that's right. She, he wants Keeps the story progressing. Exactly, and it also yeah. kind of allows that the next time you see Homer, it can be in the future. Yeah. You need that little bit of a cut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also um, here, this is the scene where we get masculine Ralph. Yeah, what the fuck was that voice? He certainly tamed that horse. Yes, but what man can tame her? How in season three do they fuck up a voice like that? I don't know. I think, what what, what season was it where they fucked up Lenny's voice and they gave him Carl instead, or vice versa? I think it was two. Was it season two? Was it with the donuts? Yeah. Yeah, it's when he's on a diet. Oh, yeah, brush for greatness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it really, I nearly dropped my laptop. Who does the voice of Ralph? It's uh, Nancy Cartwright. She just mm. mustn't have been in the studio at the time. Yeah, I guess. Because unless 
the animators... But they record the dialogue so much earlier. But unless so they- if the dialogue's been put down, what do the animators do in animating Ralph? That's exactly right. Maybe they drew Ralph just not thinking? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Really, really weird decision. That's something that you'd have to ask one of the animators from the time. I guess mm. you only get the real answer. I feel like it's a script fuck. Like it was initially scripted as Ralph, then Nancy wasn't there, but then they didn't change the script after they got someone else to do the dialogue. There would be some reasonable explanation because something like that just can't slip through the cracks. No. Surely, not in The Simpsons. Maybe they knew that 25 years down the track, people would be reviewing the episode in Australia and getting pissy about it. Exactly right. They just wanted to fuck with us. <laughs> they just wanted to give us content, something to rave about. Yeah. So we cut to Homer's first shift at the Quickie Mart. Apu has the great line of, I won't lie to you. On this job, you will be shot at. Each of these bullet wounds is a badge of honour. He's showing Homer around the shop, shows him the, the, the hot dogs. The hot dogs that nobody buys. Yeah. There's only one idiot that comes in to buy those. Hey, but I... Oh. One bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Homer comes home. Now, he makes it off... Or he makes it out like he has had an affair. Yeah. Like he's done something... I've done something really bad. I don't want the kids to know. Yeah, I need to talk to you alone for a minute. But busted. Yeah. <laughs> and I love his plan. The enthusiasm. It's, it's what I think of you when you get me around to record late at night. It's like, don't worry, we'll record the podcast for an hour and a half. I'll sleep six minutes and then I'll get up for editing. I'll sleep 12 more minutes and I'm off to work at Ford. I did write here, though, that it doesn't quite make sense. He's working the midnight shift, correct? Mm. He knocks off at 5.30? Uh, yep. So he has a good five hours to sleep in between shifts. Yeah, true. Also, how are the kids still? Well, I guess he's... he's Induction may not have been at midnight. Otherwise, what are the kids doing at the table? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I but then he just you know, it's, it's a great sound gag. We hear the bump. Yeah. Oh my god, she killed him. <laughs> it's really really good. Yeah. Uh, so he's yeah, obviously Homer's passed out because he's just so tired. Hmm. So it cuts to a poo who's apparently banging cashmere. Yeah, just got Princess Cashmere in bed. Go poo is quite the single man at yeah, this point. He's he's loving it and. Homer's asleep on the on the job. I sleep on the job, but Flanders being honest to the sense. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. It's just a great moment showing how nice Ned is. Yeah. 51, and 52, yeah. 53 cents. <laughs> like, he's so pleased yeah. with himself. Like, like you, the way he acts, you think he's, he's cheated Homer. Yeah. Like <laughs> Presumably, he's rung all those items up on the register. Like, because he, he's added them up to the yeah. set. He's got a whole bag worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pooh comes and finds Homer asleep. Gets really, really angry with him. Change, tells him to change the date in the dairy products. <laughs> no, go change the expiration dates on the dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> and Homer passes out in the doorway. That's yep. a classic scene. A classic shot of Homer's head yeah, getting squashed in the door. That's one of the ones that gets replayed when Dr. Hibbert's talking about brain trauma and that sort of yeah, stuff. that's in, what it is. Um, the, the clip show. In the clip show and also, if I'm not mistaken, in the... Oh, God, I've forgotten the name of the episode. But when Homer's a boxer. Boxcar something or other. The Homer they fall. That's it. Yeah. yeah. A boxcar, idiot. <laughs> and we, th- but anyway, so from there we get the dream sequence that we had forgotten was in this episode. Yeah, uh, the music that they played underneath. I'm assuming you would be all over this. Picked it up straight away. Never as a kid picked it up straight away. It's Golden Slumbers. Golden the Slumbers. Yeah, because it wasn't until the very end where I was like, and I was singing a lullaby. I was like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and it's very similar. Like it's not tweaked very much from no. what the original is. But like it feels. Like, you know the song, but you don't quite pick up on it until the very end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really, really well done. It's a great sequence anyway. Yeah. Just the animation The of weird it. thing is, in my head, I'd always kind of imagined that sequence happening to the Cordettes, Mr. Sandman. Ah, uh, that's Back to the Future. 
Yeah, well, yes, it is back to the future, but it's used in so many things. Yeah. I feel like 90s comedies in general, like if John Candy was in it, then it's probably going to have Mr. Sandman at some point. If they want to sum up like the 50s era, it's always Mr. Yeah, Sandman. Yeah, yeah, 50s as well. Yeah. I, I, but <laughs> my favourite part is when there's call and response in that song, just incidentally, that yeah. Mr. Sandman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do they use Mr. Sandman in Halloween? Uh, that's Enter Sandman, I think. no, 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 no. no, no. I'm pretty sure they use Mr. Sandman at some point in that song, in that movie as well. But anyway, getting back to the episode, Homer gets home from that shift and he walks in the door. But can I just mention, by the way, I love Homer's hat. No one else yeah. in the Quigma has to wear the hat except for Homer. Yeah. So he walks in the door and another famous um, s- s- sequence of the tools falling on his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely forgot it was in this episode as yep. well. It all sort of falls into place as you're watching it. You're like, of course, of what other episode could this possibly have been in, you know? Yeah. Then gets into bed, alarm off instantly. Yeah. <laughs> How long do you plan on keeping this up? I don't know. How long do horses live? 30 years? Yeah. I'd love the dough. Oh. Yeah. Just he a, doesn't even have the energy for it. So tired. Yeah. So Custer then Homer going to the power plant to work. Mm. Lisa calls him to say, I love you. Now, do you realize this was stock footage from when she has the mumps of... Oh, no. I Bart didn't Stock pick gets up an on F. Because she's got the same... It's got the, the cheeks are puffed out. Yeah. Okay. She's sick laying on the couch. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just assumed it looks exactly the same as stock yeah, footage. Yeah, okay. No, well, I'm happy to take I'm it. I'm calling it. Okay. <laughs> I could yeah. be wrong, but I'm calling Four it. Four-finger discount exclusive. Yes. Uh, Breaking news, 25 years on. And this is where, as I said earlier, Homer seems like he's starting to resent her love. Like, oh, when is she going to stop loving me? Yeah. You know, like, I'm sick of this now. I'm over it. Cut to... A Not scene. over the love. He's just over the effort. He's over... Yeah. Have, like, why do I have to put up with all this just to make her love me? Can't yeah. she just love me now? You know? Cut to a scene which I know you would have loved. I did love this for a number of reasons. I can tell. <laughs> uh, so it's the kids watching Carson late at night, and he's doing the. No, he's not doing cognac. It's just like he's opening monologue. Yeah. Millie Vanilli was arrested for impersonating a McNugget. Now, Bart's line off the back of that joke is, uh, "What's he say?" It's, it's still fun to be up late. It's um, yeah, like oh, it's still fun to be up late. Like they have this bemused look on their face. Like I don't understand what that joke means. Now I'm assuming you do, being a music buff, Millie Vanilli done for sinking, lip yeah. sinking, yeah, yeah. So Millie Vanilli done for lip syncing. So obviously not singing for real. And Chicken McNuggets around that same time were done for not having real chicken. chicken. Yeah. So that's what the joke is. This is a great comment of the Simpsons. Referencing the fact that they have a number of jokes that go over kids' heads, but kids oh, still watch yeah. the show. That's a good point. Like it's, there would have been a lot of moments in Simpsons episodes where they wouldn't understand it, but it's still fun for them to watch. And that's exactly what happens with Bart watching Carson. Because so many times when you're a kid, you're watching it, you don't get it, but you're like, it's the Simpsons, I don't care. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that, that they slipped that in. And maybe part of that is why, like, that's a joke that you're only going to get from a showrunner, that they understand exactly where yep. they're aiming it at. Yeah, because Reese and Gene wrote it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's similar to, I mean, it happens so much later, but it's the way Arrested Development would reference itself and reference the way the fans would react to it and the way the networks would react to it. Like, Futurama does it a few times yeah, after they got axed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There aren't many shows that do it so well where they can talk about themselves in a way that's clever, not self-indulgent in any way, and still hilarious. Breaking the fourth wall, they're actually breaking it. Yeah. So this is where obviously the kids know something's up and Marge explains that Homer's working the second job. Mm. And Lisa is upset about the situation because she knows she's going to have to make a tough decision here. Like, does she want to put her father through this and keep the pony or give up the pony and let her, home, let her father be happy? And she has the great line here of, all my years of lobbying to be treated like an adult have suddenly blown up in my face. Yeah. <laughs> and it is that, yeah, she always wanted to have responsibility and then you go, oh, responsibility sucks. Yeah. Lisa sees Bart ordering from Homer at the Quickie Mart. She's watching through the window and Bart's just being a dick. It's mm. similar to when 
later in later seasons when Homer's working for Mr. Burns. Mm. And Lisa is also taking advantage of Homer. No one is saying, I'm not paying you to go, Brick. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Yes, sir. No worries, sir. Yeah. So it's very similar to that. Bart just taking advantage of the situation. And Lisa decides she's going to give up Princess. This scene broke my heart, man. It's tough. Yeah. And <laughs> But I love how pretentious Lisa has been with the horse, though. Like, you get that little line of she likes contemporary adult in the morning and easy listening in the evening. She's a horse. Yeah. But anyway. But we, we all have pets and we treat them like humans. That's true. I was having a conversation with my dog the other day. <laughs> Which is fine. It's normal. No, totally. But it just makes you sort of think. I mean, he just thought he really needed to know how much I loved him at that moment. Yeah, (laughs) I I couldn't give up Jet. I I just, I just couldn't do it. No. But I I just want to give a shout out to uh, Murphy, by the way. Happy second birthday. Thank you. It was my dog's second birthday over the weekend, and we spoiled him rotten. Yeah, to the point post on Facebook. To the point that even the woman at the pet store raised an eyebrow at how much money we'd spent. How much? (laughs) Ah, three figures on what? a few new toys and it's it's because he's a Labrador and he chews the shit out of everything so to buy a toy that's going to last we have to spend like 40 or 50 bucks on him yeah um, okay. so you know and then we bought a stainless steel bowl he's just a man child that's why <laughs> pretty much um, <laughs> the filet mignon was probably pushing it too far <laughs> But, you know, kilo rump steak. The, the, where the real cost came in is that he ordered it medium rare. I accidentally cooked it to medium, so I had to go out and buy a new one. Uh, you know, th- these are things that can go wrong in a kitchen. So uh, anyway, but we come back and this is where we get the line from Pseudo Hepburn about, you know, as much as there's not a single crack in my facade, I assure you my heart is breaking. Yeah. Almost comforting. Yeah. Like, that's her way of reaching out and hugging somebody. Yeah. She, it made me think, okay, so you're not the stuck up bitch that I no, thought you she's were. Just a, yeah. Oh, she is stuck up. She's just not a bitch. Yeah. You've got a, you've got a heart at least. Yeah. yeah. She would have grown up in a children seen and not heard era. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. carried that through her whole life. It's kind of like some dog trainers. They say, you got to treat them like dogs. And I'm like, no, he's my little friend. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to put him in a cage every night. No, he sleeps in between Nicola and I. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was going to say, when it got to the end of this episode, I kind of wish that, or maybe even later episodes, that Lisa got to go see Princess mm. as a consolation, as opposed to just have to give her up and never see her again. Yeah, like at least be able to go give her, go ride her or something like yeah, that, or just, even just pat her mane. Just, just still feed see her, her. So feed her, and giving apple. her up in cold turkey. You know, mm. just thought it would have been a little bit, a little nice touch, but it works without it, obviously. So Lisa then goes to tell Homer that she's given up the pony, mm. and she has a good line. There's a big, wait, another wait. big dumb animal that I love even more. It's, it's not a hippopotamus, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's even better. Um, what I like is that you know, you, Dad, you don't have to do this anymore. And then his real. See, Lisa, there's this thing called money. Yeah. <laughs> Adults have called money. And there's a really good metaphor at the end here. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into it too much where she says, giddy up, dad. Mm. She's replaced the pony with Homer. Oh, yeah. No, that works. Because she says, giddy up. I just thought that's what you say to a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little nice little touch. I know he's giving her a piggyback ride, but still, mm. you know. Still. Yeah. It's a horsey ride. Yeah. And that's the nice way. To, it was a really nice way to end the episode. And who has a random comment? He sleep. Sorry. <laughs> he slept. He stole. He was rude to the customers. Still. There goes the best damned employee a convenience store ever had. So random. <laughs> Hilarious. I thought he said he stalled. He stole is so much more funnier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, a really nice way to end the episode. Yeah. The it, it, I, I, As I wrote, the ending gave me all kinds of fuzzy. Yeah. That was exact words that I've taken down. But like, it's, it's an eight-year-old giving up something that she's always wanted. Eight-year-olds don't give up anything. Mm. You give an eight-year-old... Just the stick from a lollipop and say, here you go, that's yours. Try to get that back off them and put it in the bin. Won't be done. No. <laughs> that's their stick. Yeah. 
I've sort of learned from doing these reviews that I think my favourite relationship on the show is the one between Homer and Lisa. Certainly in the early days, some of the best episodes have been Homer and Lisa episodes. Yeah. And they're the ones that, as you were a ki- when you were a kid, you would roll your eyes at the most. Because I guess, an, I don't know, you watch The Simpsons as a 10-year-old boy, and a 10-year-old boy can't relate to an 8-year-old girl, and they certainly can't relate to a 40-year-old man. So, you know, you're not going to understand that relationship until you are older. Well, I've also got here that it's a... Um it's a really solid story, but once again, it's got no real B-plot. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was just a start-to-finish tale, which... And I like those as well. Like, yep. when they're done well, you don't need a B-plot. Well, I was sort of looking for the B-plot throughout, and I'm thinking... I'm think, it got to, like, the second act, I was like, okay, maybe there isn't going to be one. Because yeah, I always just assumed that every Simpsons episode had the B-plot. Mm. And we've come across maybe two or three so far that yeah, haven't. there's been a few that don't. Yeah. But yeah, and all in all, besides um, the wacky parts that I mentioned with like the horse in the bed and mm. shoving the car, shoving the horse to the car, it's a really, really That's solid story. one of the better episodes of season three that we've watched so far. Probably one of the better ones that I've watched so far. Maybe it's because, A, I've just watched it and it's still stuck in my head, mm. but B, because I couldn't remember much about it. Yeah, so I didn't possibly. feel like I was watching something I'd seen a million times before. It was just, I was watching it and throughout the episode, probably four or five times, I went, oh yeah, that happens in this one. Yeah. Just, it, re- it reminded me. I completely forgotten about the... um. The golden slumber sequence. Mm. So it was really nice to just be, you know, had that throwback. It's the Beatles in your face. Yeah, exactly. And it's the fact that the Beatles made it even better. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, Well, I learned that with today's gasoline prices, you can't afford not to have a pony. Yes. Well, I I learned something you mentioned before. Princess likes contemporary adult in the morning and easy listening at night. Beautiful. Yes. All horses, I assume, that can be extrapolated to. Of course. And also, she likes carrots after her oats. Yeah. Not before. No. Okay, so now that that's done, let's get into some trivia. How many mm-hmm. questions do you have? I've only got one this week. Oh, you've, I've got three. You've got rid of a couple of mine already. I, I've already stolen one of yours, have I? I can't remember. I, I, had, I got rid of it as soon as you said it. Oh, okay. I can't, it something you said, and I was like, I, I think I said it throughout the episode. I was like, well, that was my trivia question. Oh, okay. Well, right. bad luck. Well, you, you do your first two, and I'll do one. What was Homer's check dated to purchase the horse? 2050 something. Uh, yeah, the January 1st, 2054. Yeah, 54. <laughs> Is that a problem? <laughs> so what was your second one? Uh, what was it that Bart wanted? Lisa gets a horse, no fair. I want... Ooh, I want... I ain't going to get it. Wanted a moped. A moped, of course it was. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. How did I not remember that? Well, my Wait, question was... Two. I've got one more, but you go with yours. Yeah. What show was Homer watching instead of watching Lisa's First Steps? Unfortunately for you, that was one of that was my final question. Oh damn it! <laughs> Fantasy Island. It's a plane, sir. Hervé Villachez. <laughs> no, what is it? what does he say? No, it's a seagull or something. Like yeah, that. something along those lines. No, my little friend. Yeah, yeah, my little friend. Yeah, which you would not get away with saying on television anymore. Another thing. No, but Her- well, Hervé Villachez. Like when you make your career off being short, I think you're allowed to be made fun of for being short. Although Peter Dinklage avoids that. Yeah. No one ever makes fun of him for being a dwarf. And nah, the movie Elf. Is he in the movie Elf? He's the writer. Oh, yes. Shit, you're right. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great boardroom scene. When he runs down the table. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, it, 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 like, it struck me in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, where he's cast as um, uh, the scientist dude who's yeah. trying to stop... I forget what his character's name is. It's one of the first times that I can think of in a movie in a really, really long time where a dwarf was cast in a role that wasn't being constantly referred to as being a dwarf. Like, he was just a person yeah. who happened to be a dwarf. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Because usually there's some sort of... It's usually an Adam Sandler movie where they make yeah. fun of him being well, like, small. you know, Bad Sander, they've got the uh, yeah. short little fat one. Yeah. Um, the, uh, usually, Gary, they're, usually they're the comedic role, aren't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Generally, whereas in this, it's just, that could have been anybody in that role. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's my good trivia question. My indictment on the active. Forget about equal standards between men and women. Equal standards between tall and sh- t- tall and short, please. Yeah. Well, you know it's a good trivia question when Mitch has got it as well. Because you would only have the finest quality of question. Yeah, generally. That's why I only have one or two per episode. <laughs> I'm choosy. To mail! To mail this year! Ooh! Mailbag! God, I love this. Every time of the week. This do we is have my a two cents? Part. I want to start off with the two cents. You want to start off with the two cents? We do have a two cents. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm Kent Brockman, and that was my two cents. Okay, so a uh, cheapskate story. Keep them coming, guys. They're my favourite things to read. This one comes in from Matthew Braun, hitting us all the way from the small country town of Wyala. Strong name. Please, if you... I assume no one has done this. Everyone, run to YouTube right now. Type... Pause this. Type in your search field... No Wyala Wipeout. That's W-H-Y-A-L-L-A for the worst politician live cross you will ever see in your life. Get the boombox out. Fantastic. He, he Literally, he plays the Skyhook song uh, horror movie and sings over the top of it with no Wyala Wipeout there on my TV. Doesn't go to the effort of getting just an instrumental so he can sing it. You could hear the original, like, shocking me right out of my brains <laughs> in the background as he's trying to make his political point. But what happens before he starts singing the song? Because oh, like, it's, it's it. a slow yeah. intro. You get like this... Like, so he's sitting there and you get this moment of doubt in his eyes and it's yeah. the most beautiful moment of... What have I done? Yeah. Oh, I've committed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go back now. So anyway, Matt, I uh, love the shows. Binged all of the sh- all of our shows in around about three weeks and just wanted to share a uh, cheap person that he worked with between 2008 and 2013. I love that he's mapped down exactly when this yeah. happened. So you can place that. 2008, he's come off the back of the, the global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. That was a turbulent time. It was, it was a time for people to be cheap. Maybe by 2010, you would have recovered a little bit with your own personal finances. He's not from the States because the States were having a bit of financial trouble around that time still, weren't they? Yeah, similar. But yeah. our dollar was worth a lot there. So if I'm shattered now. See, I, we were lucky where our Australian dollar is worth more than the American, and mm. I wanted to buy so much shit online, and I didn't. And it just didn't happen. And now we're worth like this is going to be like this forever. Yeah, <laughs> terrible mistake. There's never going to be a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was living in northwest Queensland, 500 kilometers outside Mount Isa. Now that is in the middle of fucking nowhere yep. for people that aren't from Australia, like. Americans have that kind of stereotypical view of Australia as just being a desolate, dusty place with kangaroos. That's where this guy lived. Uh, A guy that he worked with was so cheap. If you read his used newspaper or magazine, he would demand you pay for half of the cost. What? Now, what's a newspaper? $1.20? If that. If that. uh, So, if you read read it, 60 cents for the newspaper, thanks. He lived with his mum and they needed... uh, If they needed milk or bread, he made her pay for half of the cost of the item... Plus fuel to the shops that was three kilometers away. Fuel Play, made his mum pay fuel money to go out and get groceries. He was sixty-five and a multi-millionaire. Uh, he would put a couple forty-four gallon drums on the back of a ute and travel almost three hundred kilometers to fill them up with fuel and always use the four-cent tockets. Oh dearie me! Name and shame that man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matthew Braun also wants to add Go Swans, who are having a, a good start to the year in the yeah, NFL yes. season. Um, that I've got to take a moment to process that because, unlike the previous ones, that's the first time that I've read it. So you're 65, you're living with your mother. So your mother's in her 80s, probably a pensioner. Your mother says to me, "You know, dear son, I'm sorry, but there's no bread to go with the broth tonight. <laughs> Do you mind just popping out to the store and grabbing me a loaf?" And you're saying to her. 
Uh, about 80 cents for the bread will be required, and that's three kilometers at $1.53. That's the uh, standard ATO's way of uh, proportioning <laughs> uh, cost per kilometer in a six-cylinder car. Uh, that's going to calculate out to uh, 23 cents plus time uh, and an extra 10% because it's a Sunday. That'll be $1.43. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. There's a reason he's a millionaire, what though. What a... Prick. Yeah. Come on, man. That's awful. Uh, and a great story. Thank you very much for sharing that. And that's my two cents. If you have a two cents story, make sure you send it in to us. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. The best stories get read out each and every week right here in the podcast. It's Mitch's favorite part of the show each week, isn't it? It is. This is the bit where I get to just go loose. Yes. So, what, any other messages or anything? Well, yeah, we do. Saying? There's been a few other things that have come through. Cameron Fordyce, who we, we gave a shout out off the top of the yeah. show for donating. Thank Thanks, you very sir. much for that, Cam. Uh, so Cam talks about being a fan of the show and also he's asked in here if we could have any celebrity or band, etc., to make a guest appearance on the show that hasn't already. Who would you pick? Now, a few people have asked that. It's always a difficult question to answer because so many have. Although I did think of one just the other day. Stephen Fry. I don't think he's been on the show. Not th- Someone Possibly in the newer scenes, but not that one not, that I've not seen. Not that I've seen. And I feel like Stephen Fry is just brilliant in anything. So, you know, get For him in there. For some reason, though, a slight part of me feels like he has been in a, later, in a recent episode. To, just because he's been in so many things? Yeah. It's possible. I've seen him everywhere. Yeah. Well, anyway, look, if he has been on the show, send me what the episode is so I can watch it. And yes. Fulfill a lifelong dream. Well, is he not in the one where they went to England? Well, Shall I it Google up. it right look, now? Look it up while keep, I continue keep the, reading. Keep the listeners entertained while I do this. Cam would like to personally see the rock band Travis make an appearance. Um, would they sing? Uh, sing, 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 sing? Sing, sing, sing to you. I don't know that Travis appear in real life, let alone in TV shows. Like, what are they doing with themselves these days? And why, Cam, of all bands in the world, are Travis the ones that you like? What What don't I know about the band Travis? Are they secretly very entertaining? They don't know why it always rains on them. Well, they lied when they were 17. They deserved it. (laughs) Um, They're the only two references that I can possibly make to Travis, so thank you for feeding me both of those. Uh, What have you found about Stephen Fry? He has not been a very crude animation. But somebody drew him if he was on The Simpsons. Looks like a cross between Skinner and Rodney Dangerfield. It looks like Skinner, just a fat Skinner, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the sort of drawing that we occasionally get sent on the Facebook page. And thank you for sending them all in. Can you post this? No, it looks like a six-year-old did it. Sorry. If you are six, (laughs) that's okay. But if you're 26, maybe have some honest conversations with your friends. Uh, also, if we if we were to guest star in an episode, what would you like the plot to be about? I've always envisioned it. I've been envisioning it for the last few months. <laughs> okay. So, it would be that Bart and Homer start their own podcast and then we crack the shits because they're stealing our ratings. Yeah, okay. That'd be cool. Like, maybe they come and to... They, but they find out that we're doing a podcast about their lives without them knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, will they have a thing where... Obviously, because there's no real money in podcasting, but like they go the other way. We're like we're in this gigantic mansion that podcasts built. Yeah, and like I'd like that. I'd like the to irony. Pl- I'd like to play myself up as being super pretentious and arrogant, and like you know the fame's gone to my head. Yeah, yeah. So fame we're, that we're I don't actually have global global podcasting superstars. Yeah, we're, like everyone in Springfield's got our. Maybe this is why Barton Homer started because like yeah. we're that popular. They're seeing our t-shirts everywhere so they're like oh what is this and then they check it out and then it's just us talking about them how like, good would that what be the hell? how amazing would that be it would be fantastic incredible <laughs> uh do you reckon they would get us to voice it or would they, like would they get hank to just do my voice who would you want to be you uh, me who who do you reckon, reckon but harry, it, harry would play me or maybe dan i don't know who's got an australian accent in them probably harry i reckon would well, be the best at that harry yeah i reckon dan could pull it off they could all pull it off let's be serious yeah they're all much better than we are yeah yeah but yes, for those of you playing at home, I have literally been 
imagine that in my head for the last few months that if we ever got a call out to be on The Simpsons, that's what I want the episode to be. Barton and Homer do their own podcast and they compete with us. Yeah. Well, when we're uh, having a chat with anyone else on the show, we can just float that. Go, yeah. Hey, guys, just, just in case you're stuck for an ideas, like, you know, they're long seasons, you're 18 or 19 episodes in, you're thinking, fuck, what are we going to do? Yep. This writer's retreat's been going on for a really long time. I want to get home to my families. Oh, what's that thing that Dando said? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Claire Morley... Uh, also writes in, so writing from Ireland, I love the amount of people that write to us from Ireland. And I love that yeah. they all tell us that they're from Ireland. Yep. I don't think anyone has ever written in from Ireland without pointing it out. It must they're be pr- a source of pride. They're proud. Mm. Uh, and have been listening to Four Finger Discount since the second or third episode of season one. You know the one, yeah. I like the Irish accent, so I'd like it if they could all record their messages maybe and send it to us as, as an attachment. All right, then this is a new thing. I'm writing to you from Four Finger Discount. <laughs> you, you just said just so you can do an accent, didn't you? A little bit. <laughs> I want to start a new segment where each week, if you want to send an MP3 question, decent enough quality for it to be played on the show, as many different accents as possible, mm. we want to hear you guys... Four finger discount around the world. So send the question through to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au, obviously, but record yourself saying it and we'll play it on the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because it will feel like we're actually talking to somebody. It will. And it'll give our listeners the sense that these people are real. And even the people that... And not just questions that I've made up. Yeah. And the people that we've, have sent in questions over time, time and time again, I'd love to actually know what they, what they sound like. Because mm. when I read it, I try to envision what their, their voice... I, re, I try to read it in their voice, what I think their voice would sound like. Mm. Do it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. MB3 questions. Send them in. I love it when we have meetings live. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Claire works as an animator, which, believe it or not, is a huge industry in Ireland. I didn't know that. Why, believe it or not? Well, because it's Ireland. Like, Ireland's a relatively small country to have a, a big animation industry. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and usually, she listens to the podcast at work, snorting with laughter into my keyboard as all the memories of old episodes come flooding back. So, thank you. Thank us for keeping her entertained. And um, I hope that keyboard is being changed relatively frequently. Mm. Uh, Delicious. So... Decided to write in because nobody has yet mentioned using this particular Simpsons quote in real life. Uh, She owns the handbag that Ramona Flowers wears in Scott Pilgrim, the round blue bag with a big pink star on it. Love that movie, by the way. Does that instantly make her like from a six to a ten, in your opinion, just because she has that bag? Uh, As in, like, my estimations of her as a person? Yeah, her as a person, yeah. Yeah, I I saw her in the street, we're instantly friends. (laughs) It was like, hi, like, I'm Mitch. We've we've known each other for a while. Don't say anything. (laughs) There's nothing sexual about this, but I'm buying you a beer now. Just accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Just take it in. Uh, What type of tea would you like? Uh, There's more than one kind. Hey, who wants to start up a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World podcast? (laughs) Uh, I had bought it for Halloween, but due to me being too lazy and cheap to buy a new bag, I now use it daily. Whenever someone stops me on the street to compliment my choice of nerdy accessories, I always say, this is a Halloween costume that found its way into my everyday rotation. Quote. Which is not only true, it is also a quote from Selma when Marge is trying to borrow clothes after ruining her dress for the country club in scenes from a class struggle in Springfield. Great episode. Bam. Great episode and great level of obscurity. Just a brilliant everyday quote to be using. It's not literally. It's not a quote that you could figure out a way to use it into everyday day life. No, unless you've gone to this exact purpose. Yeah. That's why I always walk around with vampire fangs in <laughs> just in my day to day life. Uh, but like, no one asks. That's the annoying thing. I think they're embarrassed. They think they're my real teeth or whatever. Well, I've, I've been wondering. Yeah, no, and then like you get committed to it, you end up killing people late at night, but you know, that's fine. Have you noticed that Geelong is a much cleaner and safer place of late? Uh, Oh, that's you. Taking out the riffraff. Oh, thank you. Um, 
Uh, and then, like, one final one that she's thrown in here as well was, uh, just this morning, my boyfriend was looking for his jeans in the laundry, and I helpfully said, you threw them out the window in a fit of passion. You said you'd never need them again. <laughs> uh, this may have not helped find the jeans, but it sure made me laugh. And the neighbours trying to get out with the broom. My favourite messages come from people where they're talking about, relation- like, talking about relationships and how proud they are, not for making their partner laugh, but for making themselves laugh. Yeah. That's the best kind of thing that you can do. Now, we've got two more before I'm done for the mailbag this week. Uh, We've got a question and we've got a story. What do we want first? End with the story. End with the story. So, Matt Crossley has written in, Hey guys, massive fan of the podcast. I've started going through my Simpsons DVDs and watching the episodes you're going to be reviewing each week. Do you think that's the best way that you can listen to this show? If you've got the time to squeeze that in? Like watching him. Watch the episode and then listen to the show. Oh, yeah, that's afterwards. exactly how you should all be doing this. Yeah. And look, watch the because there's things that we mentioned that you would definitely not remember. So, yeah. Because when, when we go back I mean, to the review clips them. the help. Yeah. Pl- I know. But when we go back to review them, there's so many things that we forget even existed. So, go back and watch them first, then listen to the podcast. It's yeah. how you should do any TV show podcast. Watch the episode first or the movie, mm. then listen to it. I'm not sure whether your inbox has calmed down since the pranks went viral. It has a little bit, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but I was wondering, which establishment would you work at in Springfield if you had the choice? I think the Cracker Factory looks like a load of fun, as long as you're not divorced. Millhouse looked like he was having a great time. Yeah. I don't know why, but I instantly just thought Burlesque House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just help put... What would your role be at the Burlesque House? Would you be like a I'm- tough guy making sure the the patrons don't get too handsy? Or would you be like... Um, just a mop boy out I, the back. I would love to be the guy who's in charge of security, who tells people to go escort, escort that guy out. Yeah, okay. You know, like when I think Marge is, at the end, Marge is doing the joke, and Homer says, "Take it off." Yeah, and then and Buster, oh, that's it. You've been warned. You're out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to have muscles, but I can tell people with muscles to, to do what I to, want them to do. To do your bidding for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that that, well, that and works. Nipple tweaker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, see, a couple thoughts sprung to mind. I was thinking the bowling alley would be fun. Yeah, Bolarama could be cool. I was thinking maybe the abandoned warehouse that Bart buys for a buck because it's just all, it's just you all the time in the world to just walk around swinging your little trunk. You wouldn't get an income. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that's, that's small, small but, potatoes. But it fell over. That's true. Yeah, that, that would make it difficult. <laughs> um, Burns Casino. What about doing plays in Burns' mansion? No. A man is not a piece of fruit. <laughs> What a bigger audience. Uh, you know what? I'd like to work in the courthouse. For what reason? Just so I could hear the nasally lawyer often and imitate him at every possible Dinner opportunity. Dog. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, I, I want to be the guy in charge of getting Kent, Bro- Kent Brockman his bagel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that, that would be my dream job. We're going to Channel 6 just in general. Yeah. All the different shows. Yeah, it'd be great. Good yep. question, sir. Who was that from? Uh, that was from Matt Crossley. I like when they think outside the box and they ask questions like that. Very often now we're getting questions that have been asked before, but because people are just starting to get into the podcast, they haven't gone back and yeah, heard it. Yeah, that is one thing, actually. If you write in a question and and you're not like getting a reply or something, a lot of the time that is probably because we've covered it. So don't stress. I we, haven't ignored you. It's we just will we'll sit down one day and we'll reply to all those ones. Yeah. Just to let you know, it has been answered. Just listen out for it. Yes. We're not just ignoring you. So mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Like we said, we like questions that think outside the box and make us think. Yes. And we also like stories that make us laugh. Yes. Uh, the final one of those comes from Jason DeVicentes, who was out in our neck of the woods uh, yeah. recently. He drove past the Ford factory. My mate said, there's that factory they're closing. I go to my <laughs> mate, I know. That's where Dando works. He said... Who's Dando? 
And that is my favourite piece of correspondence that we've received (laughs) (laughs) since starting the show. I I wonder what his response to that was. He backed you up. He went into a 10-minute spiel about four-finger discount, what we do and why we're awesome. Thank you, sir. Mm. I wish you had to come. You should have told us to come visit us. You know, when I say lines like that, what pops into my head? And, and yeah, that'd be true, actually. If you are in town, you know, feel free to shoot us a message. If we're around, we'll catch up for a beer. Yeah. We don't care. We're Australian. Yeah. Um, but whenever I say, like, you know, that's why he told us about why we're awesome or whatever it is, I think back to one of those very early... The first ever negative review that we got on iTunes just said, worst podcast ever, Smug Dicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I take so much joy in being smug ever since then. <laughs> Speaking of, can you guys continue? We've got over 100 reviews now on iTunes. It's absolutely smashing it. We mm. really appreciate the support. The more reviews and rates we get, five star it would be preferable. Um, on iTunes, the higher we go up the rankings. So ideally, five stars would be nice. Although, yeah. again, I don't want to say I enjoy getting bad reviews, but like when you see a bad review, you can click on that person and see the other shows they've reviewed. I love getting a bad review from someone that has never reviewed anything else. Yeah, because like I've, they hate me so much. <laughs> Go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create an account. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll show them. But please don't give us a negative. No, review. please don't. We we prefer the positives. It's uh, they they keep it's us. It's all for sub. It actually makes us cry at night. I've yes <laughs> taken to cutting. Yeah, just jump onto iTunes and drop us a review. It would really really be appreciated. Um, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Four Finger Discount. Instagram, Twitter at Four Finger Pod. You sound dangerously like you're wrapping up, and I haven't got to my stories. No, 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 no. I was, you, let me finish. Okay. Now I was about to say. Now I'm doing all that because I know Mitch has something he wants to explain. In the, your two stories you want to explain. Two stories. Them. So we're going to go with feeling insecure at a party. So I'm getting out of the way now, so don't forget about it. Now continue. All right. Thank Jesus. you very much. So it was my brother's twenty uh, first over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. Brother from another, another side mother. of the family, basically. <laughs> no, well, brother from another father. Okay. Same mother. Um, and anyway, I'm there. I, I gave a speech. It was, you know, nice enough. And then after the speech, guy comes up to me and uh, he's like, Mitch. And I look at him and I'm like, oh, face looks vaguely familiar, but I can't quite place it. He's gone, it's uh, it's Daniel. I'm like, oh, that doesn't actually help me. But he, um, it, was, it turns out he's like my second cousin and I hadn't seen him in 18 years at least like it'd been a really really he was a kid the last time so you should like, recognise him then yeah, I should have yes um, you know I hadn't seen him since we were sharing time on trampolines together like we were that age you double bounced him you never forgot it yeah exactly <laughs> um, but anyway so it was like you know it was nice to see you. what have you been up to and I'm like oh, you know I work for the bank plus I've been doing this thing running the podcast it's like, not just the know. thing Okay. But like I cuz I try to cram talk of the podcast into every conversation that I possibly can. It just happens. It's the most interesting yeah. thing about my life at the moment, really. Like I'm married and I'm at home more often than not. I don't have a lot of stories to tell just in day-to-day life. Um but anyway, so but I was like, you know, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, we've, you know, it's growing. We're doing really well and trying to talk myself up. Our page actually gets over millions of views each week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm feeling good about things. So anyway, what do you do? Turns out that young Dan, who I haven't seen since I was six years old, spent time in East Timor working for uh, troops and helping them out. He's currently starting up a business that will be doing. Electric motors for motorbikes. So kind of like what Tesla are doing for cars, they're going to be doing for motorbikes. Price point of maybe three to five thousand dollars. They're going to launch them into the Asian market. He's doing this to try and a make it more affordable for people that can't afford petrol, and b cut down greenhouse gas emissions and that sort of thing. We're fucking around here talking about a show from twenty five <laughs> years ago, and this guy that I used to live around the corner from is literally out there changing the fucking world. 
and I had been big noting myself like you wouldn't believe. And then he tells me that. I've got, I suddenly don't feel like I'm doing anything anymore. <laughs> you just walk back slowly. Pretty much. I went, well, well, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah. Good on you. That's uh, legitimately very, very amazing. And I do nothing with my life. Oh, but we are changing the world of like the, the thousands of people that listen to the show. Oh, yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Not the fucking millions that ride motorbikes in Thailand. But no, shout out, uh, Dan. Well yeah, done. Well done. Yeah, yeah, that's a big effort. It's, it's a massive effort, but it made me feel tiny and insecure. Yeah, as you would. Yeah. Uh, not for very long because I, you know, I went home. <laughs> then you looked in the mirror, obviously. I, I, I went home and went, I, I know what I need to do that will improve my life. I need to go back and watch Frasier from season one. Yeah. And uh, it did. made me feel better. <laughs> Always does. Yeah. Good show. So, um, and what was the other story? You're going to choose another one. Okay, so we've got uh, one of two. So there's... Um, Airbnb disaster, uh-huh. or there, you know what? I want to go with Airbnb disaster okay. because it's the it's the one that happened most recently. But the other one is uh, engagement party gone wrong. Don't let me off the hook for that. We'll talk about that next week. As I've mentioned on the past, Ash and I are renting out the spare room through the website Airbnb, making a little bit of extra money on the side. Last Friday night. Uh, we had a couple. There was a gentleman named Kenneth and a, a, a lady whose name escapes me. Um, Let's but, call her Lucy. Uh, no, nah, well, we can. But, Jeanette? Um, Doesn't matter. No, Holly. Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Hawthorne were playing football at the MCG. So I finished work. I've gone straight from work up to the footy. Ash has gone home. She's let the guests in. Well, you could you go by yourself? Uh, yeah, because they were coming. We were going to go. Well, well, I met up with friends up there, but okay. Ash, just Ash didn't go. So anyway, um, after the footy, I catch up with some people that I used to work with. Just happened to bump into like, 45,000 people at the MCG and I see this guy that I haven't seen in about eight years. So we um, grab a few beers. I get back home at about two o'clock in the morning, thereabouts. Um, Ash was just still awake catching Beneath Hill 60. But, you know, I get in, hi, you know, how is everybody, like, how are the people? Yep, they seem nice, cool, beautiful. Uh, I settle into bed. Maybe five or ten minutes go by. Ash has decided that now I'm home. She's going to go to sleep. She's waited up to see me, which was very sweet of her. Some footsteps come up the driveway, like sort of scraping their feet, like that thing of like you've had a big night and you can't lift your feet off the ground Scuffing, anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you hear, I hear the rattling of keys and then like this kind of fumbling, like like this kind of... Trying to know, find the right key. Yeah, trying yeah. to find the right key in the lock. Now, our front door lock can stick a tiny little bit. So they're like rattle, 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 kind of the whole way through. I'm like, oh, they're having a real hard time with that. I don't want to have to get up. I don't have pants on. More rattling. For fuck's sake. So I get up. I put some tracksuit pants on. I go to the front door. open it for them. There stands one of the drunkest people I've ever seen. Like, just really... Like, still holding the key where the lock would have been, trying to open it. And insisting to me, I I would have got it. I would have... I nearly had it. I was 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 going to get it. In their 20s. Uh, I'm like, oh, God. All right, that's fine. Come in, please. You know, thank you. And I, I lock the door behind them. I jump back into bed. I hear them stumbling around. They kind of pop a few things on the on the bench. Fuck, man. I would never let a drunk person in my house unsupervised, ever. No, there's not much that can go wrong in my kitchen. Fuck that, man. No, no it wouldn't happen. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so um, Murphy wakes up because of all the noise and then he goes down and you can tell that, like, Murphy's just an inquisitive dog, so he wanted to jump up. And I hear, like, no, no. So I'm like, oh, Murphy's jumping up. All right, I better go get him. Um, I walk down, uh, turn the light on. And they're like, they were trying to get the, like, they've got the linen cupboard open. I'm like, okay. She's like, I need the toilet. Oh, so it's a girl. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was a dude. Sorry. No. Um, she's like, I need, I need the toilet. And kind of gave me, like, come hither eyes as soon as she saw me in the light, by the way. Like, got the, like she was that drunk. She was like, ooh, boy. Um, but, like, toilets are that way. Bedrooms are that way. Just, you know, please sort yourself out. I don't, I don't, want, I don't really want to be after having to deal with you. And in the back of my head, I'm like, would you do this if you were staying in someone else's house and you knew they were going to review you as a, as a mm. guest? Anyway. Um, I leave it at that. Uh, about 10 minutes later, I heard the phone ringing and like it sounded like she was, she'd just fallen asleep on the couch. Her, uh, her mobile phone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But there wasn't much more noise. I fell asleep. Um, things were fine. I woke up at around about 8 o'clock the next morning. And Kenneth is up. Kenneth is in the kitchen. Um, Who the a, fuck's Kenneth? Kenneth was the dude. So remember, there's two people staying. There's a guy and a girl. Oh, so she went by herself and got drunk and came home. Okay. So I'm chatting with Ken. And just about, you know, how was your afternoon? What are you down here for? They were there for a wedding and that sort of thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then Kenneth says to me, so who was that girl last night? Oh, man, I knew it was going that way. What do you mean? He's like, there was uh, some... And like then this another girl appears in the house that was not the girl that I had seen the night before. Wow, really? And he's like, someone tried to get in the house at like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, And it dawns on me. I'm like, holy shit. I thought she was with you. Like, I thought she was you <laughs> looking yeah. at this, looking at uh, the girl that has come out. And I'm like, nope. It, it just a complete random, drunkenly, had mistakenly picked our house. And because I hadn't seen our guests, I just went, oh, yeah, well, obviously it's the guest. And let them into the house. So, it gets better, though. From there, we're like, well, who the fuck was this person? There's, like, a shoe left on the floor and one hoop earring. And like a small bag of things. So we're looking through that. There's some cash. We're trying to find some ID. Can't find anything. Find a visa debit card that said Mrs. Amanda such and such. I'm like, Mrs. There's no way. That's, yeah. like, that's a mum's card or something, surely. There's no way someone in that state is married. Yep. Um, made a few choice comments about the promiscuity of her dress. And uh, just. Oh, no, no, no. More just. Uh, uh, I, I believe the line was I couldn't be sure that she was wearing pants. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, like, probably for 15 or 20 minutes, we're trying to piece together her night and how it went. The hangover. Yeah, exactly. She's just like, you know, through putting pe- putting together receipts that we found in her yeah. bag. Making all sorts of jokes. Trying to f- And uh, then a door opens in the house to the spare room that I never in a million years would have thought anyone was in because it is so full of junk and unpacked boxes that there's no way any person could sleep on that bed. But this girl staggers out. As embarrassed, like, the greatest walk of shame of all time. <laughs> Three words were exchanged with her head bowed. She just went, sorry. And I kind of, I, I, I just went, mm. and She just looked at me. Gotta go. <laughs> just grabbed her possessions. Jeez. Walked out the hallway. Uh, and fortunately, the guys that were staying there had a fantastic sense of humor about it <laughs> and didn't go, what the fuck are you doing letting a stranger into yeah. your house and not charging them. Um, but then they go out for a wedding in Geelong. They bump into her that no night. Way. They start making some snickering jokes. Her husband is with her, says to her, what are they talking about? And she kind of, sh- uh, yeah, I haven't told you about that yet. And tries to sort of steer him away. <laughs> Man, how do you let yourself, how does that happen? I don't know. How do you let a drunk person in the house though? Come on, man. But I thought that they were our guest. It's a very easy Wait, mistake. So, so with Airbnb, Airbnb, you give them keys to the house. Yeah. You have more trust in people than I do. Who's going to fuck with me? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just me being smug again. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. What, t- do you know her last name? 
Uh, no, I don't remember what it was. I mean, I wouldn't say it out loud on here I anyway, know, but, but I, I legitimately don't remember what her name was. I tried to look for her on Facebook. I couldn't. That's insane. Yeah. What a mess of a person. That's terrible. Yeah. I, I hope, feel, she, I feel I hope she's a Simpsons fan, though. I just feel so for her husband. <laughs> she's a listener. Let's just call her Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> Well, that was a good story. Thank you. It, it took a long time, but I'm like, I think it's going it, to... He wouldn't let it go this long if it didn't have a good If ending. it didn't have a payoff. Yeah. Yeah, no. no, no. It's, uh, wow. We'd love to hear your stories if you've ever, actually, ever happened to you. The way I told Ash about it, because Ash was asleep through the whole thing. Oh, really? So I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to be in so much trouble for this. I told her about three minutes before I was leaving for golf. Lucky she didn't like, go into your like, room and go to hey, sleep. Hey, by the way, funny thing. I need to uh, confess to something. I accidentally... You know that person that was making all that noise? Yeah, it wasn't them. I let a stranger into the house. Anyway, see ya. <laughs> Like, so you left a stranger unattended drunk in your house, yeah. not knowing. But, yeah, not knowing. But man. Fortunately, everything fine. You're like, Yeah, you're lucky that she didn't fuck things up. Mm. You know what? She's lucky that she came to the house of someone as nice as yeah. I am. All sorts of Imagine awful. she went to like a 40-year-old dude. Yeah. That would end badly. It would have... Yeah, like that's not even funny. Like, seriously. No, no. I don't, I don't want to take the How podcast How does a married woman territory? put herself in that situation? Yeah. Maybe she lives next door to you, you just don't know. What? Yeah, maybe she might. But I should door knock and try to find her. She'd have to live on the street. She wouldn't be doing an Airbnb. Airbnb if she's married. No, no, no. Well, she clearly wasn't doing Airbnb. Yeah, she was looking either for you her house or for a friend's where house. She went. I assume she was. I assume that she was going to a friend's house. How do you not get your own house right? She must live around there. She must. We'll track it down. Oh, I'm going to go door knock. We'll interview her on the show. (laughs) It's going to be great. Anyway, guys, that was a good story. So that about wraps it up. Tune in next week (laughs) for an amazing tale of an engagement party. Yes, good tease. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. If you have any stories that top that, we'd love to hear it. Good luck. Who have you let into your house? Nobody. Who have you taken advantage of when they were drunk? I didn't do that, by the way. (laughs) But did the thought ever cross your mind? Not even once. (laughs) There might have been a moment where I went... If I was a guy that had why, no morals. Why, when I was 18, living in my unit, did this... Like, <laughs> Why did this not happen then? <laughs> As we said, thanks for listening to our review of Lisa's Pony. A fantastic episode. I highly advise you guys all go out and check it out. Well, as we've advised, you should have already checked it out before listening to this. Yes, that's that's your future but plan. If you the, watch the episode first. If you haven't, shame on you. Go do it. Yes. Any final words, Mitch? Or was that your final words? That's my final words. I, I like to just wish shame upon my listenership. <laughs> See you later, guys.